0: All right, folks, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Tito Fitoff. At That Happens on Twitter. Um, Anyone still have a problem with uh, the Buckeyes opting out of the Rose Bowl? After seeing injuries in that game and then the Matt Corral injury in the Sugar Bowl, I don't see anybody can have a problem uh, with the opt-outs. Now let's talk about the Rose Bowl. Um, the offense was phenomenal all season, as usual, has been. Uh, Record-setting performance by C.J. Stroud, also by Jackson Smith and Jigba, along with strong games by Marvin Harrison, Jr., Um, And others gave a sneak peek of what the 2022 season could look like for Ohio State's football team, and it's a good look for the offense. Um, uh, Credit to Brian Hartline, again, for keeping that wide receiver room stocked. Brian Hartline's done a phenomenal job as a wide receiver coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And really, the second half performance by the defense was nothing short of incredible. They, they gave up 35 points in the first half. Utah was having their way with the Buckeyes. And then in the second half, for a good chunk, Utah had only three points before they scored the late touchdown. But still, 35 points in the first half for Utah, 10 in the second. That says a lot about this Buckeye team and their defense and what they're capable of because Utah was having a field day in the first 30 minutes. Um, and after Utah bought will Ohio State made their adjustments, and that really was the difference in this game. Uh, Ronnie Hickman, by the way, for Ohio State's defense, finished the season with exactly 100 tackles. He's the first Buckeye to have triple-digit tackles since uh, 2016, I think it was, when uh, Rayquan McMillan did it. So we know coaching staff changes are going to happen. They've, they've already happened some. There may be more. Uh, we already know Jim Knowles is, the, uh, is taking over the defensive coordinator spot. We don't know yet what will happen with Kerry Combs. Uh, secondary coach, Matt Barnes, who took over the play calling duties in the defense early in the season has moved on to be the defensive coordinator for Memphis. Maybe Combs slides back into that role. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. Um, but Combs is a fantastic recruiter and he's a great secondary coach, not a good defensive coordinator. So uh, Greg, Stu uh, uh, is out as the offensive line coach for Ohio state after being there urban hired him. He's been there for a while. Um, uh, He'll be gone after six seasons, and it looks like Justin Fry from UCLA will take that spot. So Ryan Day making changes to the coaching staff and significant ones at that. Uh, I I love the defensive coordinator hire. I'm not sure about the OL hire yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, The addition of Knowles, though, was already bearing fruit. As two-year Oklahoma State starting safety, uh, Tanner McAllister transferred to Ohio State after playing for uh, Oklahoma State and with Knowles, and he has one year of eligibility left. That's a good big uh, That's a big pickup for Ohio State's defense. I think we'll see more transfers come in, and Ohio State will continue to strengthen that defensive side of the ball. Another roster news, Ohio State added a four-star guard from the state of Wisconsin in Carson Hinsman. Uh, it's a big deal. Pulling an offensive lineman out of the Badgers' backyard after the Badgers have produced so many strong offensive linemen for the NFL is a big gift for Ohio State. So uh, hopefully the commitment sticks after the change of offensive line coaches. I have to believe it will, or, uh, you know, Ryan day may not have made that choice, but it's a good pick there. So all that being said, uh, recruiting high school players isn't, isn't as important as it used to be. Don't get me wrong. It's important, but the transfer portal is quickly catching up to recruiting. When you take a four or five star player out of high school, there are questions about how he'll adjust to the college game. You're not sure how you will. I remember, you might not remember Dane Crist? Dane Christ was the number one pro-style quarterback in the 2008 class. He was a five-star that went to Notre Dame. Never did much. Transfer went to Kansas. Even look at Ohio State with Tate Martell. Tate Martell was supposed to be the guy, perfect for Urban system. Came in, never got a chance to play. Transferred out. Transferred out. Transferred again. I don't know where he might be UNLV now. Is the last time I saw, it. we'll see what happens though. But um, there is so much of a unknown when it comes to high school players you hope they will fit your system but again these are a lot of times 17 16 17 18 year old kids that you're talking about and if you remember when you were 16 17 18 how you transformed as an adult it also is the same thing with these guys so sometimes they'll fit sometimes they won't but that's why the transfer portal is going to be taking over now as being very important for college football um you you see so many guys play a year or two outperform expectations and then are ready to move on you have one to three years of college football tape on these guys. These guys that transfer, you already know if they can play at the college level. You can see what they've done in situations at the college level. So you can make a better, more informed decision. It is less of a crapshoot with the college guys than it is, the college transfer guys, than it is with a high school kid coming out. So, you know, don't get all hyped up about players leaving or decommitting from Ohio State. There may be reasons not known to us. A coach may say, uh, you want to play significant minutes, you may want to move on. Or there'll be another – and there's still another stud or potential stud waiting in the wings, like you just saw with our wide receiver room in the Rose Bowl and what they were able to do. These are all guys that were not Olave, not Garrett Wilson, that had to sit back a little bit. Smith and Jigba certainly had his moments throughout the season, but Ohio State's in good hands next year with Smith and Jigba and also with Marvin Harrison, C.J. Stroud, uh, Travion Henderson, all these guys. So they're going to be just fine next year. Let's move on to basketball. A disappointing couple of performance for the Ohio State basketball team. The men's squad, Chris Holtman's squad, defeated Nebraska 87-79 to in a game. They probably should have lost. They were outplayed. And the Buckeyes were soundly outclassed 67-51 to against Indiana and Bloomington. Against the Hoosiers, the Buckeyes shot just 32% of the field. They were out-rebounded 41-33, and Ohio State committed 15 turnovers. In the case of these last two games, it appears the rust of being off from December 12th to January 2nd has affected this team. I think they can they can stay in a rhythm, meaning no more missed games because of COVID. If, if they can do that, they can right the ship quickly. They have three games between January 9th and January 16th, hosting Northwestern at Wisconsin, hosting Penn State. The Buckeyes can turn around there, and uh, they really need continued offensive aggressiveness from uh, Malachi Branham. He had 35 against Nebraska. And really, Ohio State needs to get Justice Suing and um, Seth Towns back into the mix. The Buckeyes are 9-3 and three overall, 3-1 three and one in the Big Ten. Again, they have a game on Sunday, um, January 9th, hosting n- Northwestern. Then they travel to Wisconsin, host Penn State. Hopefully, we'll see three wins there. The Ohio State women, they defeated Illinois 90-69, getting 32 points from Taylor Mike Sell. She made 8 of 14 three-point attempts. She leads the team in scoring at 18.8 points per game. Slightly higher than J.C. Sheldon's 18.6. For the season, Mike Sell is 53 for 102 from beyond the arc. Good for 52% and also good for fourth in the nation. Uh, The Buckeyes right now are sixth in the country, making 39% of the three-point attempts. This team is deep enough. It can make a run in March. Um, It's a tough Big Ten, but they can certainly do this with these guys. They can make threes and rely on their overall playmaking ability. This team does have depth. And I like where this team's headed. The Buckeyes, Lady Buckeyes, 10 and 3 overall, 2 and 2 in the Big Ten. They play at Northwestern on Sunday. So that's where I'm at right now at the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks for tuning in. We'll get back to you soon. We'll talk to you after the weekend's games. And I'm again Jeff Tito Thidoff at that happens on Twitter. Now hit me up there and uh go Bucks.